The presenting sponsor for this episode of the Autism Dad podcast is Mightier. Okay, so I want to take a minute and talk about Mightier. Mightier is a clinically proven mobile gaming app which was developed at Boston Children's Hospital. It's already helped more than 100,000 kids, including my crew here at home. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I'm very big into anything that empowers parents, and that's one of the things that's so great about Mightier. It empowers both parents and kids, and it's all done through play. So how does it work? Great question. Kids play on a tablet or a phone while wearing a heart rate monitor, and Mightier incorporates breathing exercises and other proven calming techniques as part of the game. Kids get to see when it's time to cool down, and they learn how to do it themselves, and parents get to track their progress. With time, those calming skills become muscle memory. All it takes is 15 minutes a day, three days a week, and 87% of parents see improvement inside of 90 days. That's amazing. So check out Mightier.com to learn more about the science behind Mightier and how it works. That's M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD22 at checkout to save 10%. My name is Rob Gorski. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast, where we talk about all things related to autism and parenting and ADHD and mental health and self-care and all those things that uh, people seem to be sometimes uncomfortable talking about, but they're important and they're relevant to our lives. And so we have to have these conversations and that's what we do on the show. So thank you for taking the time to tune in. Really appreciate you. I am super excited about my show today and I'm excited about a lot of my shows because I talk to some really amazing people, but I have a really, really special guest today. And, uh, my 14-year-old son, Emmett. Emmett, for those of you who have not followed our story, uh, was considered to be nonverbal for the first four years of his life. Um, and he, we thought he was deaf. He failed all his hearing screenings and didn't respond to any kind of audio stimulation. And uh, we went through all the testing and stuff like that. We started learning sign language and teaching him sign language and, and all those things. And... Uh, at his one, the final evaluation for his hearing, we discovered that he could actually hear. He was tuning everybody out. And then that led us down the path of an autism diagnosis, which took a few months and we got that. And um, he was about four or five when he started talking and he's come such a long way since uh, those days. And we're gonna have a conversation today about what it was like for him to be mainstreamed. He just finished up his eighth grade year this past summer uh, at a private charter school where, you know, it was, it was designed for kids who are autistic, who have ADHD or some other learning disability. You know, it's, it's a very inclusive uh, environment and it's the curriculum is, is built around what these kids need. So it's, it's, it's a, an amazing environment, but it's, it's, it's sort of limiting uh, in a way. And we had reached his eighth grade year and we've been sort of trying to figure out what we were going to do for high school, you know, whether he was going to go to the high school attached to the school he was at, or, or he was going to move to the public school system and be mainstreamed. And I have been very concerned about making that kind of change, as I know a lot of you out there uh, can understand. But, you know, he and I talked about it, and we decided that we were going to give this a shot because I think it's the best thing for him. And it was a difficult process, especially for me. He was fine. I, I was, I, I, I had concerns, but I'm an overprotective parent. And, and I worry about stuff all the time. So I, I just want to thank you, Emmett, for taking the time to come on the show and talking to us about uh, what your experience has been and, and sharing this so that so that parents and other kids can kind of get a feel for what that process was like for you. And maybe it's something that they can relate to and maybe you know answer some of their questions or, or whatever. So uh, I really appreciate it. Let's start out like this. 
Did you have any concerns or were you worried about making the switch from uh, your previous school to your new high school uh, that you're at right now? Was it, were you worried about that at all? Well, you were super nervous that I wouldn't be prepared. I'm over prepared because I, there's these things called star assessments that I would take every other week to monitor growth. At your old school? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so basically it was like a sort of, if you got these questions correct, it would get harder and harder and harder until you couldn't do them anymore. And basically I got to the point of imaginary numbers, which I won't be learning until my junior year of high school. <laughs> Okay. So, well, so that's interesting that you said that because one of the concerns that I had with continuing where you were at, and I love the school that you were at. The staff is amazing. It was really hard to say goodbye to them. They were a big part of our lives was just that the pace with which you learned at that school tended to be slower because they didn't leave anybody behind. And so Mm -hmm. they, they taught at a pace that allowed everybody to stay yeah. In the same place. And it was, I could see the, fr- the frustration for you because you'd get bored. You weren't being challenged enough. And so the star uh, assessments that you were doing mm-hmm. allowed you to, to more learn at your own pace. Yeah. We would take those every other week. And then we had this thing called Khan Academy that, uh, I would like teach myself, uh, Areas of circles and volumes of spheres, cones, uh, and pyramids, all that sort of stuff. If you guys don't know this or you haven't read the blog, Emmett is a math person. He loves math and numbers and patterns and all that kind of stuff. And so you were able to teach yourself yeah, more than what you were able to in a class. I mean, I had to like learn the formulas first because how am I supposed to like, how are you supposed to learn addition if you don't know how addition works, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I would like just show myself the formulas for like how he would find these things. And I have to remind myself, uh, actually, I'll probably remind myself after we're done with this because. Uh, now it's in your head. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anyway, it was fun to do like that sort of like geometry and stuff like that. I remember when I was in like fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Uh, we were doing this, like, build your own house project. I don't know if, like, any of the people listening have done, like, that sort of thing in, like, school where, like, your teacher gives you, like, a graph paper and you have to design your dream house and you have to find the area of it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there when they explained it. And so I came in and I thought we were doing the volume of the house. And so I was drawing these 3D objects and I was like, okay, uh, this is, like, fourth or fifth grade i can do these things but uh i'm not really sure how to like do the curves of things and like angles and stuff quite circumference and yeah diameters Uh, and my teacher was like uh yeah we're not doing that we're doing area and i was like oh that's a little easier yeah square footage (laughs) (laughs) okay so do you feel as you are starting because you're you're going on week three yeah in in the new high school do you feel like you were prepared academically? When I arrived, no, I did not think so. Uh, because I thought they were going to be like on... Like ahead? Yeah, like uh, maybe at the point where they were like uh, doing like all these like volume things. Mm-hmm. 
or they're adding like volumes and stuff like that. Now, I mean, we are doing like hypotheticals about that at like the beginning of the year, right? Like how many basketballs could you fit in this room? And we had to like explain like what process we would use to find the answer. We wouldn't find the answer, but explain the process. And so we are doing that. That's what I thought the class was going to be like. Uh, no, we're still like using graph paper and like uh, we're on algebra one, which I was teaching myself last year. I was almost on algebra two. We were actually doing a bit of algebra and like the actual like curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, even though we were supposed to be doing pre-algebra. We did that in like sixth or seventh grade. So, so I'm ahead in that regard. So, so you, one of my concerns when moving you to the new school was that you were going to be like behind, you know, and have to play catch up, which I know you're capable of doing, but it, it was, it was just going to be a challenge and I wasn't sure where you were going to fall on that and, mm-hmm. and how I didn't want it to be overwhelming or stressful or, uh, anything like that. And so far you're saying it's, it's, mm-hmm. you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. One of the other concerns that I had as a, as an overprotective overthinking parent was emotionally, like how you're going from a school that had, I think a hundred kids. Between, yeah. You could roam the halls and they were empty. But I mean, what was preschool? No, they started at kindergarten, right? Yeah. Kindergarten through eighth grade. And there was maybe a hundred kids in the whole school. Yeah. A hundred, like 60. You could like leave the classroom like, and uh, the halls would be empty, like no staff at all. Uh, but at the new school that I'm at, there's so many kids, they have to have security guards that sweep the area for hall passes because kids would be skipping classes. So you, you went from like 150, 160 kids to a school with... Like 2,000. Approaching 2,000, yeah. How How was that for you? Was that overwhelming or did you feel like... I love you. You're so fidgety. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit. Uh, I'm. We all have our things, right? Audio quality is my thing, and I try to keep it as clean and free from yeah, background noise. <laughs> right now with you, and even not with you, and not when you're not even a part of it, because you <laughs> you do that Kramer slide into my room uh, or into the office, and and you you know ask your questions or whatever, and it's it's always interesting, but I'm, I'm not going to stress out about that. So you fidget away. I'm going to stress out about it, but just fidget away. Anyways, you do you. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) um, how, oh, and so I was asking you, how was it to go from a school with so few kids to a school where, you know, there's almost 2000, like, was that overwhelming? Was that a well, on the first day, there wasn't very much of a difference because there was only the freshmen there, uh, and there's, like, a couple hundred freshmen. And with, like, the big, big building, uh, it didn't look like as much as, like, even uh, my old school because uh, we had this stupid thing that is the only thing that I hate about my old school everything else was amazing this one thing i hate was the line rule i don't know if you had this in elementary middle school uh but we had this thing where you had every class even in fire drills like i'm being serious fire drills tornado drills right 
they had you line up before you could leave the room. And if someone wasn't behaving, they would have you stay there until that person behaved. Oh, at your, at your old school. Yeah. Yeah. Even during fire drills. Hmm. Well, it's a different, it's a different environment because you're dealing with, um, a group of kids that might benefit from that more rigid structure. And if it was like an actual fire, they would just get everybody out of the building, but you're in a more mainstream environment where you're dealing with lots of different people from different backgrounds and different, uh, you know, whatever, you know, challenges maybe or, or not. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a better mix of people. So, so you get more exposure. And I think that, um, there's probably less need for some of that more rigid. We had a fire drill on Tuesday, right? At your new school? Yeah. Yeah. My new school. Uh, basically, uh, it was financial literacy. Uh, my financial literacy teacher told me, uh, told the class so that, uh, when the fire drill uh, happens, just take, go to the hallway, go back, take two hard rights, and uh, meet at the uh, Turk building. Mm-hmm. No lines, nothing whatsoever. You just left the classroom, took two hard rights, went down the stairs, met at the Turk building. Then you came back to the classroom and class resumed. You, that- were, you were sort of left to your own? Yes. Like follow the instructions? Yeah. And I feel that's so much better because there isn't the panic of like, hey, come on, hurry up. Because if this was an actual fire, we'd probably be dead by now. Oh, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it like that. So you would feel like if one person wasn't behaving or one person was was acting out or behaviorally yeah, experiencing something. Yeah, we couldn't something, leave the classroom. couldn't because, leave the because they were not silent and in line. Yeah. And so you're going to. We would probably be dead right now. So, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't happen like that if it was an actual thing, but I, I, I understand where you're coming from on that. So with, how about emotionally with the new school? Do you feel emotionally, emotionally, like, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel worried? Do you feel like you fit in? I mean, I can't tell if I fit in because there's 2000 kids in the school and almost Every single one of them, or every single one of them, is different. So mm-hmm. it's hard to tell if you fit in. Well, like fit in is school. probably that was probably a bad choice. That was definitely a bad choice of words. I guess what I'm asking is like, um, do you feel good? Yeah. You feel comfortable. Yeah. You feel safe. You feel um like you're in the right environment. Yeah. Okay. What is what is your favorite thing about favorite thing? The change. Um. Probably the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> the air conditioning. <laughs> yep. That's what you get in the public school system. Like, uh, basically we have this A and B day schedule and on my A days, my last class of the day is career connections. Uh, and that's downstairs in the basement. Uh, so it's basically from the cafeteria to the right of the cafeteria, walk down the hallway, turn right, you go down a set of stairs, mm-hmm. then you go straight, take a right, and then you get into the classroom. Right. It's so cold that they the teacher recommends that you bring a jacket. It's amazing. Well, you got your old school, they didn't have they didn't have AC. There's a lot of schools that I think don't have AC, especially like charter schools. Yeah. 
and it, it was like a kiln. Cause I remember you guys had, you would have a lot of like days in the warmer months where they would call school off because the, the heat index inside yeah. the building was, was well over a hundred degrees. Yeah. And, uh, they would just, they would just call it off. Um, how about the other big change? There's no textbooks. Yeah, there is. Well, there might be exceptions here and there, but overall you're not, how, how are you learning? Like, how are they? Uh, on an iPad. This episode of the Autism Dead podcast is brought to you by Sensational You. I don't know about you, but in my house, we really struggle with sensory related challenges more than just about anything else. Between sensory related feeding difficulties and finding clothes that are comfortable for my kids, it can be incredibly overwhelming for everybody involved. Thankfully, Sensational You is here to help, at least in the clothing department. Founded by Julia Denai, Sensational You creates sensory friendly, adaptive clothing for kids sizes extra small to extra large. The spring 2022 collection features adjustable compression line t-shirts and sensory friendly joggers. My personal favorite is a stimuli reducing hoodie. This hoodie is not only stylish, but the hood itself is sound dampening, has a weighted feel and fine motor friendly with magnetic closures to help promote independent dressing. The hoodie's constellation print was even designed by an autistic graphic designer. All pieces are sensory friendly with flat seams and no tags. To learn more or place an order, visit shopsensationalu.com. That's S-H-O-P-S-E-N-S-E-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-Y-O-U.com. And be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAD to save 10% on your order of two or more items. So everybody carries an iPad. Yeah, everyone. And so that's how all the communication is done. And that's how yeah. That's how you email me throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. We have a nice little email chain going. Yeah. Um, uh, during my free time, like when, say, like I'm done with work, I can't have my phone out. Uh, so I'm like, I'll just email him because that's allowed because I'm on my iPad. I'm not. Like, checks all the rule boxes for you. Yeah, because I'm not on my phone and not doing like anything inappropriate into the mic thank you i love you <laughs> and uh and i'm done with all my work so one of the reasons that i wanted to have this conversation with you was because a large part of the reason why we never switched you out of your old school sooner was because of me because i was worried about i was worried about you guys and how you would do in that new environment, how um, you would be treated, you know, emotionally, academically. Like I knew you guys could handle it academically, but I wasn't sure about emotionally. I didn't know, you know, if there would be difficulties there or if it would be too hard or whatever. And what I didn't do, I guess what I did was I allowed my fears to sort of drive that decision to keep you where you're at, which, which I think at the time was the right choice, but it was really tough to make the decision to go to, to transition you from the school that you were at to a public high school, rather than going, continuing on into the, the other building and, and, and be in their high school, uh, yeah. at your old school. And I, and I guess I just want parents to know that don't underestimate your kids because it's hard, as hard as it is, to envision a drastic change like mainstreaming. That's not even fidgeting. Come on, <laughs> You're gonna, I'm just going to fire you. <laughs> you already ruined the sound quality with dropping your water bottle. So At, it's Elliot's what he left his water bottle in here. Oh, then fire him. Not me. No, but you're over there with the mints. Do you want one? Or are you jealous? I don't want one. 
I do want one actually, but I'll get it later. I'll get it later. I'll Here. get it later. Okay. Thanks. That's really good. I appreciate it. All right. Anyhow, the whole point is. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Breathe through it, Rob. Okay. <laughs> the whole, the whole point was that I wanted to reach parents and let them know that, you know, take a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're worried that something may or may not be okay. These are impermanent decisions, right? Yeah. If, if, if we had started you at this new school and, and it didn't work out, I could just pull you and move you back. Mm-hmm. Right. And I am really glad that we took that chance and, and provided you with this new environment because I think it's really a positive thing. Yeah. So Emmett, what would you tell parents who might be nervous about their child starting a new school or moving to um, like a mainstream school from a, from a different school? Well, and keep in mind that all kids are different. Yeah. So every, some kids, I know all kids are different. Yeah, not all kids can thrive in a mainstream environment, Yeah. but I think there's a lot of kids that could, that aren't given the chance maybe. And I just, like uh, the school I'm at, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if uh, it's just because it's only been like a week or two, um, but there's like no possible chance for a bullying at the school I'm at because there's just so many kids and there's no room. Like, I mean, like, um, you know how like sometimes uh, our car gets crowded because all like all of us are in there? Imagine that, except in the hallways. It's jam-packed. You have to push your way through. So you're not being... So... There's, like, no chance for bullying. And if even well, if there was, there's security guards roaming the halls. Okay. I, I would just caution you that you not think that there's no chance of bullying because there's chances of bullying everywhere. And bullying happens everywhere. Yeah. And it's probably happening at your school. But there's so many kids... That, that you you um you blend in. Yeah, and the chance is lower than the school I was at. Yeah, where where you was Yeah. Everybody knew everybody. If if you made a mistake or you did something that was embarrassing, everybody knew about it. Nobody yeah. let it go. I mean, it was it, it was it's a different environment. It's like living from it's like moving from a small town to the big city or something, mm-hmm. you know, where you can just sort of blend in and be yourself and find other people who uh, appreciate the same things and have the same likes and dislikes as you. And you can kind of build your own little community within that, within that building. What are you looking at? No, I'm thinking I had this, a uh, funny moment at my uh, new school on Wednesday. No, Tuesday, 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 because, uh, Tuesday I have visual arts for my last class. Uh, anyway, I have a friend. I made a friend that, uh, has visual arts on the same day I do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we were walking to class and, uh, we were like, it was like time was ticking because there were so many kids, it was impossible to move. And so, you know, that like comic, like a uh, sort of like a uh, sort of high school drama thing where someone grabs the other person and runs through the hallways. That's what happened. <laughs> and it was so funny because I was just like, uh, okay. And we were just running through the hallway, going through this crowd of people. And Getting then, to class on time. Yeah. And then after they were like, there we're here (laughs) there you go so you're making friends yeah 
Okay. And are you, are you glad that we made the change? Yeah. What would you tell parents who are thinking about doing the same thing? I mean, if it doesn't work out, you can easily go back to the other school that you were at, especially if it's a lower, like, population of kids and uh, they know, everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, sort of like the situation I was at where it's like they need to go somewhere different to learn, like, what they need to learn. Take a chance because if they know everyone there, from like kindergarten, right? They met everyone in kindergarten and they didn't need to like meet anyone or make new friends uh, up until eighth grade, right? Because it's been the same class for all eight years. Then just take the chance and move them to a different school because if that happens, they will have to also learn uh, how to like make friends like make friends again because if they made friends in kindergarten they're gonna like forget those like experiences by eighth grade so you're saying that there are experiences that are important yeah for kids to have because if if they're capable yeah and again not everybody this isn't a blanket thing we're not saying go mainstream your kid we're just saying like if you're on the fence and something that you're thinking about and you're kind of like i was where um where I was letting kind of fear dictate what I did or didn't do best intentioned, like well-intentioned. I felt like I was doing the right thing, but I'm really glad that I let go enough to, to make this change. Like, uh, every class that I have, I have like, a, I think six or seven, eight classes. Mm -hmm. Each class I have a couple students like, uh, so I start in science and English for a day and B day on a day. I have, some like classmates that are in science that I will have in maybe career connections or in maybe some of the other classes like modern world history. Right. Mm -hmm. But majority of those students are like different. I don't know them because they're like from different class periods and that's the only time I see them. And so it's like a rotating so you're getting you're getting exposed to different types of yeah, people. Yeah, so different... I might have like eight classes. Each of those classes has 30 students, right? Doesn't mean I have 30 classmates. I might have like 180 classmates. Gotcha. And so and so you're saying that socially the experience is is positive for you. Yeah, it's enriching. It's enriching. That's a good word. I like that. Thank Make you. Sure we keep that in. Um Okay. So do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, no. Maybe we'll have, um, a conversation about other topics later yeah. on. And cause this is kind of fun. Yeah. We've been wanting to do this. For, we actually did this before, like yeah. seasons ago. And I just didn't have a setup to do this. I'm pretty sure we were, uh, sitting on, sitting on, on, the, on bed the bed right next to us talking that. about like a uh, sensory issues and yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. We, and now I have more of a studio setup that allows you to have your own thing over there and I'm over here and we can communicate and and record this better. Do you have any other things you want to talk about? And I I just want to know, like, are you, are you happy? Yeah. Are you comfortable where you're at and you feel like it was the right move? Yeah. And 
we know that if you did need help, that there is help available. Yeah. Services. Right now, you don't need anything. Yeah. But if you did, we can we can get that set up for you. Yeah. So it's not, you're not just thrown into the wolves or thrown in the ocean without a life vest or something. You're, you're, there's supports yeah. if you need them. Uh, I'm very proud of you. I'm very, very proud of you. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Very, very proud of you. Um, before we close this off, do you want to let everybody know something that you're going to be? Uh, maybe you should do it. Emmett is trying out for the bowling team in November. And I'm very excited about that. I think that's so cool. He's actually a pretty good bowler when we go like on our own. And uh, we have some people in our family who are very, very good bowlers, like 300. What do you say? 300 bowlers? Is that what you call it? 300, yeah. 300 bowlers, like perfect game bowlers. And uh, Emmett is going to practice with them between now and tryouts so that he can uh, hone his skills a little bit and, and, uh, you know, do his best and, and yeah. see what happens. And if it's, you know, we don't have no idea what's going to happen because they're tryouts or how yeah. it's going to work yet, but we'll figure it out. And I'm just like thrilled that you're taking on something like that and that you've, you found that on your own and in our email chain that we had, you're like, Hey, I, I want to try out for bowling. Yeah. Uh, I was like, heck yeah. We were, we had this assembly on Monday. They're talking about all the sports and clubs you could get into. I saw bowling as a winter sport, and I was like, okay, cool. I want to join that, uh, but should probably ask my dad first. Uh, so after the assembly was done, we had like five or ten minutes of free time. And so I just uh, texted him out of nowhere. Uh, hey, how'd you feel about me uh, trying out for bowling? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I forget, what what did you send back? I said, heck yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, 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 the, I, I love the idea of you taking on a challenge, something and having something that you enjoy doing because you yeah. like bowling and then being part of something. Yeah. Being part of a team and, and getting to have fun and being a kid. It's so important that you have those opportunities. Yeah. And I, I wish that you had had them sooner, but I don't know if, if changing any of that would change where you are now. And so we'll just, just say that you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. For, for sharing this and, uh, and and being on the show. Maybe we'll do something more regularly where we just have conversations like this. Yeah. Because it's fun. All right. I love you, Emmett. Love you too. I'll see you when we stop recording. Okay. So before I close things out, I want to say a couple of things. One thing that I forgot to say in the intro uh, was this whole episode was Emmett's idea. He approached me about wanting to have a conversation about something. And then we decided on uh, mainstreaming because it was something that was just, you know, we were just going through that. And it's a, it's a topic that a lot of parents struggle with, a lot of kids struggle with. And I'm so proud of you, Emmett, for wanting to do this and for expressing yourself as, as well as you did and for just being you. You know, I'm really proud. I'm a proud dad. There's no... <laughs> There's no hiding that. Um, and I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed sitting down and talking to you. I mean, like I talk to you all the time, but this was a really cool experience for me. And I hope we do it again because I think there's a lot that you have to teach people. And I think that your insights are important and your voice matters. So thank you for taking part in this and for being exactly who you are. Uh, I love you and uh, proud of you again. Okay, moving on. 
As always, you can find me at listen.theautismdead.com where you can interact with this podcast, leave feedback and comments, suggestions, have discussions, uh, submit show requests, or maybe you want to be a guest or whatever. All in one place, listen.theautismdead.com. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast in any one of your favorite podcast listening apps. Just hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate that. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. You know, the world seems to have slowly, like life is kind of slowing down again a little bit. And I hope that you're doing okay. So have a great week. Remember to take care of yourself. And uh, I'll talk to you again on Friday. All right. Take care. See you. Bye.